Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I think we're good to go. Cool. My name is Mark Copes. I'm Andrew Baxter. And this is... Puppies and Watermelon. <laughs> it's going to sound weird with music over music. That's okay. Uh, it's going to sound weird with music underneath it. Do you know what? I, I, how are you doing, Copes? I'm doing great. I'm doing great in the future. Things are fantastic. I would, in the future. I would like to very quickly bring up the fact that have you heard the news yesterday? Which will be a news the month ago for people listening, but I don't care. Is this is this the news news from our favourite town on the internet? Oh no! <laughs> but I was going to say that the Matrix is making another movie. Have you heard that news? Oh, you mean you, oh, you mean the news from actually yesterday? Yeah. Yes, the Matrix number four is coming out. Are you excited? And it's very. Um, I'll go watch it. Oh my god! I'll give it a go. It, I'm not overly upset that they're making it. I'm not overly infused that they're making well, it. But I'll probably go and see I'm it. I'm gonna let that slide. Doesn't mean I need to watch them all again, though. It does for me, probably several times. It is my favorite trilogy movie ever. I cannot wait. I heard it on the radio. Listened to the radio for a rare chance in the morning yesterday, and I went from being in a bad mood to like the happiest I could ever be. But not, not, I wasn't able to change my externals. It was all internal. So Nat was a bit confused because I just said like in a monotone voice, I am so excited right now. And she didn't believe me, but big deal. I can't wait. Oh, it's, it led to a very confusing conversation at work this morning when somebody asked me, what do we need another Matrix for? Because. Oh, no, sorry. It was, the question was, it said, no, it said, do we need a Matrix for? And I said, what do you mean? Do we, why would we need a matrix? What, what, what is it for? No, do we need a matrix for? A matrix for what? <laughs> do we need a matrix? And then, uh, and then you show, yeah, and I was just getting so confused. I'm like, there are no, ma- we don't have any matrixes in, uh, in the stuff we work. What, what are you talking about? And they showed me the, uh, the news snippet. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I see it just like when Terminator Genesis came out. Are you putting in the Terminator bucket? I cannot believe you. No, no, right, right. The Matrix is not the okay. same as the Terminator. However, the Matrix 4 is like Terminator Genesis in that it is a trilogy that happened as a trilogy a while ago, mm-hmm. and now they're doing like another one. And I have a feeling if it works, they're going to keep on making them. Well, it could be said it's about... It's not it. quite like Star Wars, uh-huh. because Star Wars was a separate trilogy. I see what you're saying. Trilogy, but also, they're chucking, out tri- they're chucking out Star Wars like every other year now. Yeah, is it almost so, too much now, Star Wars? Interesting. Yeah, well, the, the same could be said about the Matrix after the first movie. Like, it was a nice little bow, you know, it was that, that kind of thing where they've tied up a story and and uh, they. It was also like, as a film, it was very cutting edge and like very. It was very special as a single movie. I don't think it was intended to be a trilogy. I'd probably agree. Yeah. So it, it, just like how I didn't know what they did with number two and number three, it'd be interesting to see what if they do prequel or 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 after that, but. Anyway, we'll probably if when we hear this episode later when it's released, we'll probably um hear that's been cancelled like everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that was my reaction to when I later found out that uh, the net new Time Splitters has been announced again. Oh, time so Time Splitters four is happening again. Mm. Um, this is but this but I've been burned <laughs> on this exact topic before. But apparently, THQ Nordic have purchased it now, and they say it is happening. But uh, well. We'll wait and see. If it does happen, that will definitely bring me. You've learned not to get excited. In my house. Yeah. Well, you know, once you've been hurt, <laughs> once you've been stung one, that's it. Well, uh, yeah. joke, I think. anyway, how is life going in the uh, wait? How do we, is it virtual town? Is that how we, we refer to it? Yeah, I think so. 
fiction, imaginary? Is it imaginary? Yeah. It's not imaginary. It's it, it is definitely real. I um, uh, Have you got a message for us as the mayor? I, I have. Of, speaking of, of Cow Texas, uh, the comic I draw, right now as I'm speaking, the Kickstarter is in action. In fact, we're probably just over the halfway mark. So uh, if, if you've seen them before, if you haven't, it's a annual calendar that I've been making with um, with full page images, which is something I don't normally do. And this year, I'm not sure if you've been seeing the Patreon images because I've just finished drawing them just the other day and sent for a proof. But it's uh, I really they really pushed me and I'm pretty damn stoked with how they, how they came out this year. So yeah, if you, if you want to check something out, head to cowtexas.com forward slash Kickstarter or search on Kickstarter or something like that. And uh, yeah, check it out. But I was saying to, to Nat how every, because every year I'll look at last year's calendar and I'll just be embarrassed by it. Like I look at the one last year, oh, oh, I'm so thankful for my friends for like supporting me. <laughs> but you look at the first year, I'm like Jesus Christ, I'm like, oh, very good. They're like very in-jokey and all this kind of stuff. So I've learned things over the years. But they definitely, yeah, I spend heaps more time on each image and yeah, they kind of become time capsules of each year of the skill level. So yeah, this one's this one's the best yet. So definitely check it out. And uh, if you are so inclined, I pledge it and I'll uh, send you one in the mail. But I can't wait. Yes, please. I, can't, I, need, I need another one because next year is a new year and that means that the, kicks, uh, the Cow Texas calendar on my desk will no longer be usable. Valid, yes. Are you a, are you a boxes or a numbers person? Or oh, boxes or numbers, but how do you use the calendar? I yeah. use it for. Uh, do I? I think I need to change over to the boxes. Okay. I've been getting the numbers because when I first got it, I was like, I just want a calendar because I like having calendars there. Mm-hmm. The main thing I use a calendar for is not to write down what I'm doing on a day. It's just so I know when I'm talking about a date, which day of the week it is, right. or vice versa. So I need to know. Oh, what's the date next Wednesday? And have a calendar there to look up because I often use the one on the um, on a computer, but it's just something that something about paper. It's just one of those things that actually seems to. Yeah, it just seems to warrant taking up the extra space on my desk to actually have it there because I use it so much. You this fear, it's like I have, what? have a feeling on a digital calendar that something very important might just delete itself. Just, just. Oh yeah, that's so scary. Or it might just not be on there. I have like I now. So I at one point I was spending a while just going. I wish like Apple had an app on the phone so that I could have. A con, you know, like check what I'm doing on a certain day. Like a calendar? Make appointments on a time. And I was like, oh yeah, there's the calendar app. And then realized that the reason I don't didn't think about that stretch away is because it doesn't really work for me. I kind of want it more as like a table where uh-huh. it's like the days go down and then it, I can have like different columns going across so I can write out different things. And then I realized I was describing a spreadsheet. So now I have a Google <laughs> it's a spreadsheet. Doc, it's a spreadsheet and I basically just make my own calendar. And I, I, when I started off making it, I was going, this is a stupid idea. I should just find an app that's relevant and then realize that, no, I, I want it as a spreadsheet because I want to be able to change things and make them just the way I want them. And I have so many comms. Because I use it for like planning my runs. Uh-huh. Uh, You're a planner. So I've got I'm you, too. Yeah, I've got you. I've got you recording in here. I've got like Cairo appointments. I've got notes about what I need to do on certain days. I've got my leave from work is in there so I can calculate how much I've got left and when I need to book it off. Loads of stuff. And when I'm booking travel, like flights and stuff, that's all noted down. So it's basically just one place where I have everything written down. Uh-huh. And it's been so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, definitely, definitely a fan as well. With all these races I've been going to, it's been so helpful just to kind of go, this race is on this date, I need to get this train or this plane. 
Right. And especially for races, you have to, yeah. you have to like uh, set yourself up ahead. You have to like make planning so you can say, well, if this is a race, then this is one week before. This is what level I need to be yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I plan ahead and say like, oh, for this week, I'm going to be, so let me see what, where's, where's today, today. This week I'm working on, uh, I've quite optimistically put endurance because I've just come off two weeks of recovery. So I was like, oh, I'm going to focus on endurance that week. And then when I came down to do what I was doing day by day, I just put in some longer runs and uh, to the, the junior state and cycling stuff. So it's mm-hmm. helpful to like have the different levels of planning. So I've, I've got stuff booked in next year, but that's just like something's happening on this day. But I'm looking at like a week by week plan for until halfway through November. Oof. So a couple of months away, but day, but day by day is only another week and a half. Mm-hmm. Man, it's crazy how time slide. We were just saying how we haven't recorded for two months. I don't, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> the whole idea was to try and record each month, and then we just somehow we just like, oh, we're just booking for this time. We've been lucky. We've been releasing Although, one every week, every month. Sorry, so that's been great. Yeah. So we were ahead. So we got to get back on the wagon. It does mean that by the time this gets released, it will be quite a while away from now. Yeah, it looks like we won't be talking for long about the Cricket World Cup. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. What's going on? That's a lie. That no, is definitely was, a lie. You're no, I haven't been watching exactly that. What happened to are we doing good? Is it? It's finished. The, wait, are you, talk, are you talking about the World Cup? I haven't watched either. Who won? Oh, good Lord. Oh, that's, not, that's why I don't care. <laughs> that would be why you don't care and why you don't want to talk about it. When did Australia get knocked out? In the semi-final. By who? Us. Oh, really? Oh. <sighs> I'm guessing you're, I'll tell you're you pretty what, stoked about this by the sounds. I'm very happy and I definitely wanted to bring it up, but I didn't know if it's been too long. But now I have brought it up, so I'm going to keep on talking about it for a short while. Because I guess, so I guess you weren't no. watching the final between England and New Zealand. So I'll just give you a quick background and like how I was listening. So I was listening to this on the way back from Fris- a Frisbee tournament. So I was driving. We stopped off at a service station and a couple of other people from the team. So I was driving back by myself, but I met some people there because we were like, oh, we'll all meet there, we'll have some food. And we started watching the, the cricket, <laughs> watching it for like an hour, or, no, 40 minutes or something, at which point I need to go meet my car. What happened in that time was we had gone from it's kind of you know, even got a bit quite a long time the game left to England's definitely got a chance, but at any moment it could all go horribly wrong. Oh, you know, we're about we're about five wickets down or something, and we're having to chase down something like six and over, ten overs or something. Oh. So I was oh, it's very nervous, and I'm just there going, No, I need to go because I need to move my car, and I'm just gonna get on the road because I'm getting very stressed out right now because I've put a lot of emotion into this any money or just emotion not not no money okay but i'd 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 allowed myself at this point to believe (laughs) and you might not know this because as as an australian you've won it before several times but this was very much a moment of this could be the first time i have an active interest and will remember england winning a world cup because i kind of remember them ringing winning the rugby world cup but i was a bit younger i didn't really know what was going on at the time so you were you were very present you're acknowledging that this this could be a big moment that you yes. wanted to witness and i was very invested and i don't well i, I do know why if it's for, for that reason so i was driving home and it's get, getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and we're losing wickets but we you know we've still got like uh, 10 runs and over or something that we need like, like it's, it's at the point where it's like it's very achievable but not easy mm-hmm. so it could really go either way and it's getting closer and closer and closer and eventually it gets to the original game is tied which was stressful enough because it meant like one ball before you're looking at it going they need to score 
was it? We needed for the, from the last two balls, we needed three runs to win or two runs to tie. Mm-hmm. And they get one run off the second mm-hmm. ball. So you're like, oh, now we need one run to tie. The reason this is important is I was driving along this point hoping, knowing I've got a roundabout coming up in about 10 minutes. <laughs> if they haven't finished by then. And you've got to really watch your speed when you're, when you're listening to something intense. Oh, uh, so, I, so the, you, know, you know my car, it's got uh, yep. smart, smart cruise control. I was fully in, in the slow lane, smart cruise control on. <laughs> like, I don't care if we're going at 40 miles an hour. I'm, I, I, I do, I just, I'm just trying to not crash the car. Uh, so I went to a super over, which is exciting enough. And this was also when I was coming to the point of going, oh, there's another roundabout coming up. They better get this overdone before the roundabout comes up. I can't do two things at once. Uh, <laughs> and then um, it's, England goes first in the super over and they score 16. 16? 16 in the over. Okay. Yeah, so a good, a good, a good total, but you know, New Zealand can score anything. And like, guys, why don't we do this uh, in the last over? Like, we could have smashed it. We just needed three bloody runs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's so like, oh, something I missed out actually is there's a point in I think it was in the penultimate over of the main game where New Zealand threw the ball back in to the middle. It deflected off Ben Stokes's bat for four runs. Mm-hmm. Which was so like it, it was already an extraordinary game to get to a super over, and then the super over. So New Zealand, so they needed New Zealand needed to get uh, was it sixty? No, they could we got sixteen. So they needed to get seventeen to win. The tough ask because if the super over was tied, then it went to boundary count, and England was ahead on that. Uh, okay. Anyway, so whilst I'm listening to this over again, ball by ball, it's very hard to listen to a cricket match when every ball is so significant because what would happen is. They'd be saying, you know, Jordan Fangley's there saying, here, and it, in comes, oh, I, can't oh, I should remember who was bowling this one. But he's, he's, he would say he's coming in, and then there would just be an eruption of noise, and all you know is that something's happened. <laughs> you don't you know, know which way. To die down. Yeah, and then they tell you what's happened. They've scored so many runs or something. And anyway, so it got down to exactly the same thing from the main match, where the New Zealand had to score three runs from the last two balls Ooh. to win the World Cup. Identical. Yeah. They get two runs off the penultimate ball, so it's down to... They need. Oh, I know. They needed two runs to win off the last ball. Mm-hmm. So bowler comes in, bowls the ball, gets hit out somewhere to the middle of the field, and this is just where it gets very tense because all you can hear is that they've gone for a run, and the ball's about to come back in, and then again, there's just another eruption of noise. And there, it was it was amazing that England won it in such an extraordinary fashion. And it it does kind of mean that there's always going to be New Zealand's going to complain that they were hard done by, and there was many reasons for them to back that up but also by the rules we won so I'm claiming that one so they, they had to try and run it out to, to get the runs yeah, in the so end so it was very exciting Oof. the only thing I regret is that I wasn't able to actually watch it on mm-hmm. TV and I did make at the time I decided I don't know I'm going to watch that again at some point because I've been driving this time but I'm going to find some time to watch it and by the time I got around to doing that it wasn't on catch up anymore uh, I'm sure it'll be replayed I really hope so it's like I can't follow sport so cool. on, yeah. on radio like when the footy's on I just, I can't understand. Well, I, I don't know who, which player's on which team, but I just have to, you just listen for 10 minutes and you wait for a score update. You're like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> so I'd be hopeless listening to the cricket. <laughs> Wouldn't know what's going on. I, I love I love listening to the cricket because half the time they're not actually talking about the cricket. Right, that's the whole thing about it, isn't it, the commentators? Yeah, listen to Test Match Special and what they're talking about isn't the cricket. They're talking about the weather or the pigeons. that Mrs. Trellis sent in. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh there's, 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 a, there's a person dressed up as the Pope over in that stand. It's, it's great. And then every now and then they'll just say, oh, yeah, and they're four down for 120. <laughs> we forgot to tell you. 
Yeah, I love listening to the twelfth man. That that guy that did the audio story of the commentators because hardly anything of it was actual cricket. It was just the the storyline of of them in the commentary box. Loved it. Oh, all right. Oh, anyway. I think you you said you've got a uh, uh, a nice little question for us. Oh, I have. So there's a little bit of background to this very quickly. Um, so I went to a hat tournament in Manchester. So to pay for some principal of hat, picked up a girlfriend from the airport at. Uh, the night before, so the idea was she was flying in because she had to work on the Friday. So she'd got the last flight over from Sweden, landed late. Uh, we were then like, look, look, we'll just drive to Manchester and we'll get there at like three in the morning, get a couple of hours of sleep and we'll just get up. Flight lands late. It was delayed by about an hour. Ugh. The uh, She had a check bag, so the check bag then took an extra hour and a half to turn up. There goes your so sleep. By, all told, by the time we leave the airport, that's three hours late. We left the airport at so we were uh, two o'clock in the morning. And we then had to drive from London to Manchester. Which is pretty close. So it's a three-hour drive if you really want to get there quickly. However, it was late. I was just about to say that. I bet she loved that. that trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you've done it with me. You know what it's like. So we uh, after about 40 minutes, I had to actually just pull over at one point and say, look, I, I want to stop here and charge here for a little bit because I need some sleep because I'm dead falling asleep plugged the car in went in got a coffee which i then had a little sip before before having a, a 15 minute nap woke up right car's charged let's go we'll have to stop again but that's okay because i felt awake what then happened from that point onwards is i did what exactly what i had hoped to not do because <laughs> i started to get really psyched up about the the tournament and i was just there going <laughs> like it's a hat tournament i shouldn't be taking it seriously but i'm gonna nail it like a clear, it's it's what happens pumped. when you're sleep deprived and on caffeine is that you just start getting. Re- I, I I got really really excited about this, and it just builds up, and you're like, I've got a two hour drive for it, and I just didn't check it, so I just got more and more amped for it. And I'm thinking, do you know what we need? We need some team building stuff at the beginning <laughs> of the tournament. So we're gonna just, I'm gonna I'm gonna write some would you rather's. So when we stopped over at the next tournament, uh, the next we had to do another quick charge again because I'm like, well, if we just do a quick one now, we'll get there fine. And we just pulled over. Uh, plug the car in and I'm there writing these things and I'm just it, it all things will go out of hand anyway we got there at 7 in the morning games started at 10 but registration started at like 8.30 so in the end uh, we didn't I didn't get any sleep but I wrote some pretty good would you rather's I think and I've asked and you're wired <laughs> I'm wired um, and oh, I I was yet another duffer where I uh, slept through the party so I need to stop doing that <laughs> anyway what I've done with these, some of these would you rather, so I'll just ask you a couple, but I tried to make them so that they're really like hard to pick between. But I've noticed okay. that some of them uh, have always seemed to go one way. And some of them surprised me about um, how split they are. But anyway, let's, uh, let's go with this one. So the, the one that I think the, has most been the most one-sided compared to what I thought it would be is would you rather run a marathon or work a 12-hour shift at Subway? I would rather... A marathon's like 40K, right? It's 42.2K. Yeah. Well, 40K I would have done, but 42, no. I did the subway 12-hour shift. Really? I'm not... Uh, like, oh, yeah. if, if you walk the marathon, it will take you seven hours. Oh, I see what you're saying in a time perspective. Okay. Am I getting paid for working at subway? Uh, no. Voluntary you don't shift. Ha- you don't have to pay to do either of these, but you're not getting okay. paid to do So I could... And by the way, the 12-hour the, the 12 shift is going to be awful. It's not going to be... It's not going to be okay. a quiet moment. I get what you're saying. You're going to be 12 hours of getting slammed. There's always going to be someone who complains that their sandwich is either burnt uh-huh. or got the wrong sauce on it. There's going to be someone who's going to give you an order and then say that that order was wrong. Yeah, someone's going to ask for a, like a, 
a, a coffee and you say we don't sell coffee, but they're going to demand the, the, their Starbucks coffee. I would, in that case, just from a time perspective and the fact that I'm either getting, you know, working and not getting paid, but you've changed my mind. I'm going to walk for seven hours. So, and that's what my answer would be. Is It definitely would be run a marathon. However, you're the first person I've managed to convince that the 12-hour shift at Subway isn't worth it. There'd be nothing worse than dealing with like dumb clients, dumb customers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how many people? Like, how many people ask and go, "Would you rather run a marathon or work at Subway?" And they just, go, "Oh yeah, work at Subway." I can't stand the idea of running. Have you ever been a customer at a Subway and you're in line and the people in front are like trying to decide what salads they're going to have on it, and and you're in a hurry because you need to get this, and you've come to Subway because like it's fast food, we're going to get it quick, and they're just these these kids like, oh, I want I want lettuce, and that's it. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'll have some carrot. Yep. Yep. And then said child, child's <laughs> sibling has been running around and then has to go do their order. Oh, it's just, I can't, I can't deal with families in Subway ahead of me. And that's just as a customer. So I couldn't serve them. Oh, yeah, no, so. I, I, I would, I, I mean, I know I do it anyway, but I was, def, I was, I was, when I was writing this, I was just like, I know I'm going to put one of my running, running marathon. What would I rather not do about marathon? Well, it takes kind of that long, so just double that one. I yeah, I, I wonder what their uh, what their limit is. Like, would they do a twenty four hour shift? You know, like where's this was interesting. I did this kind of thing where I said, "Would you rather run a half marathon or work a six hour shift at Subway?" Uh-huh. And no matter how much I half did, they kept on saying the Subway. I'm like, "So would you rather do a twelve hour shift or a half marathon?" And I think I got it down to like some, most people would accept a ten k over a twelve hour shift. Wow, no, ten k you can do like in an, well for me in an hour. It's you fine. can. I mean, like if you do it slowly, two hours of flood flat. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was that amazed me. Here's, that was a good here's, one. here's one I thought would be be close, but um, I actually no, it has been quite divided. Would you rather live in Hogwarts or live in the Shire? Because I mean, great, you got. Would you rather be a wizard? Because we're not we're not going to make you a a squib or a muggle. You're going to be a wizard okay. or a or hobbit. Or would you rather live in the Shire? Where you can be a hobbit for hundreds of years, and all you have oh, to do. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're actually, adding things I don't even think about, which is good. You could live for longer, or you could live a magical life. But oh. I mean, the shy would be pretty sweet. You don't, you, you're never going to have any worries. Yeah, this is like yeah. I see what you're saying. They're very happy there, and they got a very peaceful life. And it's a bit nimby, but yeah, I kind of. Uh, oh, and well, both have like. There's there's a part of the world that no one speaks of that is very dangerous. <laughs> so are we are we saying that like bad stuff doesn't happen? Because like then you got to think about which you, know, you, you, you live in the Shire. You know the times about when they talk about the Shire where oh nothing, no one's done anything in the Shire for six generations. We're talking like you're going to be in that time, the time the books that isn't in the books because okay, happened. good. So we're not going to be enslaved to like the orcs. That's yeah, good yeah, to know. You, yeah, you don't you don't have to go to Mordor. It's fine. You can just live in the well, Shire. Well, seeing as I've never been, I've never wanted to like dance merrily in circles holding hands with people, they do seem to look like they're having a bit of fun doing that. So, like, I think I think I like to be a hobbit for hundreds of years. That sounds like a pretty good time. I, no, I, I, I have a theory about this question, which is that if you were to ask lots and lots of people, you'd see that the trend would be younger people would say Hogwarts and older people would say uh-huh. the Shire. I, uh, I could because say. I think there's a little bit of a grumpy old man in me that's just saying, you don't want to be in Hogwarts, that's going to be effort. Although I would love uh-huh. to go to Hogwarts, but when when you your alternative could be just be you just get all your time. That's to yourself. it, and you do whatever you want, and no one bothers you except for smelly feet or proud yeah. or whatever his name is. Yeah, and and, and there's a few like there's, there's a lot of mysteries at Hogwarts, 
and there's a few scary teachers. So like you'd have that feel, even though you're living at Hogwarts, you still have that feeling of like, remember being in high school and you have that teacher that you're really nervous around because I don't know, they might turn you into a frog. Yeah. That could happen. I, I'm, part of me just wondered if I went back to school, like if I was in Hogwarts, would I really be bothered about all the homework? Cause it wouldn't really be that much effort. They get so much spare time. Wait, that mad? I mean, they only occasionally <laughs> nearly die. I've been thinking about this, like imagine being um, like a mature age student. No wonder they do good because they're actually there because they want to be. Like imagine if you're at Hogwarts and they're like, you, you know, you have to study these, I don't know, spells and you're like, oh, again, I don't want to turn anything into another object. Like it'd be exciting to do homework. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I think we all would feel like if, if I went back to school, I would nail it this time. Yeah, so uh, just because we're old grumpy men, are you on the Hobbit side? Oh, yeah, just to sit there smoking the whatever that weed is they have. <laughs> but it's not weed because I can't remember. But anyway, just what having a nice chill time. you could live in the Shire, but you're okay. a regular size? So you have to live your life in these small places and always duck like Gandalf. Oh, no, then it would be Hogwarts because mm. my back's bad enough and the doors are nearly... The That's doors are tall enough <laughs> a clear reason why we are old, Ben. <laughs> We're thinking about our backs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Last one. Would you rather explore time or space? This one I got from Reddit, so I shouldn't claim the credit for this one. So you you got a choice. You can either you have a like mm-hmm. a magical pod or like spaceship, and it can either be a time machine, so it can take yeah. you around the world to any time you want, or it can take you anywhere in the universe. Okay, so just actually, there. So you're not going to have to like hang around. Like you can travel to other galaxies. You can travel to other civilizations. And just so like even that. if we're just locking it into earth it means you can holiday for your whole life and see everything in the world however if you can go back in time this is interesting watching a season of agents shield at the moment which uh i just love that show and they talk about going back in uh in you know dealing with time but their position is relative. So if we're going back in time, are we staying in the same spot exactly where we are or can we also go anywhere in Earth when we go back in time? Does make sense? Like if I go back 100 years, am I still in Perth near the river or whatever Perth is at the time or can I go back in time and be in London? But if I go back in time, do I have to take a boat to get to London if I want to go see it? Does that make sense? Oh, so you mean, yeah. So if you go back in time, you're not going to have access to current... Yeah, am I in the relative position that when I called the the magic to get back in time? Because that's a very important I'd, distinction. I'd say, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say this be that you you can you ha- you can just have the ability to travel back and forth in time, but you have to travel around conventionally. Yeah, but or, what you could do, you could travel forward in time, travel to the place you want to go to, and then travel back. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's very smart. Because I was thinking you could like catch a plane in present day and then to where you want to go and then go back in time and hopefully you don't Mm. get like a a period of time where your position is actually a tree because that would be dangerous. You could end up in a tree. So I feel that there's a few perilous um, consequences. However, going in the future, which could have the same problem, could also be very, very smart. I like that idea. Yeah, you just wouldn't know if you die at any transition. But, well, you took this to a dark place. Yeah, but if you know, if you knew there were safe zones, do you want to go and see ancient Egypt, or do you want to go and see a different planet? <laughs> no, but think, just go think logically. Like, you could create a safe bunker <laughs> now that cannot be built upon in the future, and hopefully they don't change it in the future. So that means you can always go in that spot and, and go. Oh, 
Yeah. I think I would like to go anywhere in the world. Uh, so travel through space. You space. Because I could, yeah, because so if something there. happened in the world, I could just go there and see it. Oh, I would like to see the future. But the oh, thing is, if you just wait, you will see the future. Yeah, but not the future future. No, not the future. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're living in the future now, right? Yeah, like our grandparents get flushing toilets. Like they never knew that would happen. Or, you know, when they when they have a bath, they get fresh water as opposed to dirty water. Like that's pretty cool for them. But they would have never imagined that uh, in our future, we're going to have like air dry showers. I'm not sure. We're going to have something. So like in the same idea how there's people who like say 80 years old, that might be a bit mean, but uh, so there's people who are alive who when they were young, the idea of having a flushing toilet inside the house was a bit, oh, that's fancy. And now exactly. we expect it. I wonder what the equivalent for us is going to be. Because we think, oh, maybe it'll be like, we think it'll be like the internet and the internet will be everywhere. But maybe it's going to be even like a step further than that. And we don't actually know, like that thing doesn't exist yet because technology is moving fast now. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, what's the, what's the new toilet or the new, tech, new internet that uh, we just can't conceive? Yeah, what's the new sliced bread? Yeah, I don't know. And can I buy options? <laughs> That's a, uh, I think, um, I would be intrigued to see the future. I just always, I'm not sure if I told you this, but I always, when I was a kid, the one thing I wanted to be alive for, I wanted to either be alive for it or be the person who invented the hoverboard. That's all I wanted from Back to the Future. That's If that one thing happened in my life, whether because of my doing or the doing of other people, I would be content with my life. So things. Did you hear about the French guy who uh, got a hoverboard to go over the English Channel? I really hope I got that right. <laughs> I guess they do exist, don't they? Those crazy uh, ones where people are flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to the extent of of a skateboard, but um, are they the ones where they're like bolted into the the fan forced boards under their feet? It, it looks like he stood on a drone. It looks uh, crazy. Like it looks yeah, very yeah. deadly. Man crosses English Channel by flyboard. Wow. So. We keep on saying, where are our hoverboards? We were meant to have hoverboards two years ago, or whenever it was. I don't really know Back to the Future that well. Well, we kind of do now. But the thing is that it's such, a, it's such an old idea of the future that now it's turning up. We're all like, ah, whatever, that's not actually that useful. Well, that's the thing. Like All the things that we have that are futuristic would, were very much projections of what sci-fi writers were writing you know, 50 years mm. ago. Like We haven't really invented anything that writers didn't perceive. Like nothing is really, like tablets, you know, from what I hear were in Star Trek, like this touchable screen. That you yeah, can Star Trek's the usual one. So like, yes, about. we've we've um, materialized this fictional idea, that, but how, is that really that that crazy? I'm not sure. Like I wonder what they thought of it back then. Maybe, maybe it is because just, you know, we weren't kids when that was, was aired. But um, yeah, like maybe we should be employing more sci-fi writers to like uh, predict the future. Oh, who was it? Is it the Chinese or the Americans? That are doing oh, that? Great. I think it's the Americans where they've they started to get the, the military's employing science. No, the French. It's the French. They're employing science fiction writers to come up with uh, unusual ways that the country could be attacked. So they can, Perfect. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah. I, I think that's like level, level X conspiracy where even the government is saying, Whoa, let's be, we need to put on the tin hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a great idea. It's, sci-fi is fascinating. Like uh, I learned this thing uh, the other day how apparently there was this whole sci-fi industry and the, the reason why sci-fi books are so long was because they were like uh, like 
paperbacks, like throwaway paperbacks like comics were back in the day where people just ate them up. They just read it. It's the future. They loved it. But they just couldn't keep up with with demand. So if they, they paid by the word count. So if you were a very, um, what's the word, what's the word? very uh, prolific in your writing and you could write fast about sci-fi, you were like a made person because, yeah, that's why they were just thick because to get to get a good paycheck is all about the words, which is interesting. Uh, con, what is it? Not quality over over uh, quantity over quality. Quantity yeah. over quality. I think is what you so, not the case now. And now it's just one <laughs> big parody. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I like those questions. Did I answer that last one? It was yeah, time or time or space. You said you said oh, space, yeah. didn't you? But I think it's it's quite dangerous. But I've used but the whole yeah. went time. <laughs> Yeah, but with time, you could travel yeah, into the yeah, future. Yeah. But again, you could materialize where, where something else is. You know, like what if we are, you know, they look at the Roman times and you see all the levels of the earth and you're like, well, there's a city under there and now it's a pavement and, you know, the layers. And I always wonder how that's the case. But, you know, if we transport it now, we're at ground level. That's going to be underground in the future if, if that's what they do. So got to think about that. You're going to have to like climb a tree and then transport into the future. Yeah, but then what happens when the ground's moved down so then you suddenly fall out of the air? Perilous. Like just saying. It's dangerous. And don't and do not do it by the coast. Exactly. <laughs> you got climate change. Then you really know if it's true or not. <laughs> like, don't go too far north. There might be a glacier. Oh, dangerous. I like them. Right, this, is, this, is a, this should hopefully be a nice quick one. But I had a... I've got another little travel story that leads into this one. So uh, it's only a very short travel story, though, mm-hmm. which is I was going to the airport on Friday, going to catch a flight. Uh, now, if you had to think about some pretty important things you need to take when you're about to take a flight to another country, mm-hmm. what would you say is top of the list? Uh, I know this from experience. Uh, passport? Yeah, that should be pretty far, the t- you know, pretty, pretty near the top of the list, shouldn't it? So <laughs> yeah. it would be pretty bad if you were 20 minutes into the journey and then you have that sinking feeling of dread Oh. So on 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 the way to the airport, so think of feeling of dread. Okay, you didn't pack your passport. Yeah. Now this is. Do you, do you know where it is? I knew exactly where it was. This is the kind of thing where you, okay. uh, this, this happened. I'm quite embarrassed to say this has happened to me more than once. Where driving to the airport, suddenly realised I never packed my passport. The reason I never packed my passport is that I've ended up in the unfortunate position of flying so often that it's become mundane. So therefore, I just pack and pack and pack and pack, and then you go, oh, why do I need a passport? Oh yeah, because I'm actually going to a different country. Oh, so oh, well, it could. When I'm driving back home to pick up my passport, I know exactly where it is. I know which drawer it's in. It is in that drawer. We're doing fine. I did catch the flight. It was okay. But so I was spent some time thinking, oh, do you know what? I need another checklist in my life. Because I, at one point, made a checklist for when I'm traveling to go through of things to pack. And I use a couple of them mm-hmm. for certain things. I have one for Frisbee tournaments and stuff because it just makes it easier. I Look, I go to these things a lot. I'm just going to have a list of things that I pack because they're the things I know I need. And I'm not going to spend ages thinking, oh, maybe I need this, maybe I need that. I just check through them. But I was thinking, what if I could have like a master checklist of things I just check all the time, such as if you're taking a flight, you probably need your passport. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you uh, mm-hmm. put on this list of like, this is, these are the things like when you leave the house, you check these. Okay. Okay. Just a life checklist. All right. Well, first of all, I, I don't want to downplay this idea. I think checklists are fantastic. Like I definitely use them for, for things like that. Like, or if you're going on a camping trip or if a work Camping's checklist. A good one, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. You, you'd hate to be out there and then forget. Like we almost had a disaster on the weekend because our, um, our cigarette lighter in the car didn't work, but it could have equally not been, you know, the 
the electric pump not working. So all of a sudden, your camping trip, you can no longer pump up your bed. So it's very important. I've done and that. I've, yep. And I drove four because- hours south. Found out we didn't have the bung for the airbed. The bung. No air mattress for us. <laughs> it sucks. Like you only have to do it once to never forget that one thing. But you're always going to forget another thing. And I'm not sure if it's just because we just try and do so much nowadays. But like I think writing it down so it's out of your head. So you're not constantly thinking of what hundred of things do I need. You just have a look at the list and just be a dummy and go through it. But you're saying so checklist for when you're leaving the door of the house. It's always things. Of like what are the things that are the most important. And this is just a normal day, like getting in the car? Yeah, so like the kind of thing like if you got halfway through your day and realize I didn't, ha- didn't, didn't, that didn't happen to me this morning. I didn't do that. What, 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 like the thing, because like that's when I was thinking about this. I'm like, why didn't I just have a checklist where I make sure I check my passport? I go, that's the only thing I forgot. Uh-huh. And I've, I've done the checklist before. And the reason I stopped using one was because I would stop checking it and a lot of it gets out of date. Yeah. yeah you kind of have to update them. Yeah. So I would have, I'd have uh, like, you know, obviously, Keys, wallet, phone. I always check stovetop and iron because I don't want to burn the place down. <laughs> it's interesting you check the iron and not just yeah, well, I don't, in general. Yeah, I don't use it, but like irons, I feel like are things that you hear that, that fall off and, and fall on the carpet. Um, How often do you leave the iron on? Like when you finish, you're ironing your shirt. I assume you iron shirts if you've got an iron. I mean, I don't... I didn't say I need to turn the iron off. No, I don't. So, 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 what do you iron? Well, it's not me. It's not me. It's, do, it's Nat, but like, uh, right, just the, right. The, the, okay, the so, 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 you're checking the iron's turned off, but you, all you've done is you've assumed that Nat's done some ironing. Now, get those creases out, make it look nice. And then when she's finished that, she's just gone, I'm done here. Don't well, need to change anything else. I'm not assuming anything. I just like, it's just a nice thing to do. Like, have each other's backs. I think that's a better way to think about it than <laughs> judging someone. Now, like, um, <laughs> Oh, what else, what else would it be? Because do you do things like in like autopilot mode where like you oh, yeah. get in the car and you're like, wait, did I even like close the front door? Is that a thing I did? Now, one I'm quite embarrassed to say happens a lot is uh, checking if I'm tied in when I'm climbing. That's, no, climbing no, you need to do time. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you get halfway up and you're just like, I know I, should, I, know I checked my knot. Oh, I checked, I was clipped in, not to be late. But now I'm not sure. <laughs> You check it just before you're doing a crazy move. Like, and if you're doing a reach move where, you, like, you just get getting more safety conscious, you know, like as a kid, you just be like, whatever, blah blah blah. But as an adult, you're like, all right, I'm gonna reach for this thing. I might not get it. Let me double check. But <laughs> yeah, I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, look, I do, I know I check it at the at the bottom before I do every climb, and I make quite a lot of effort to always go through a bit more, like, like checking it very carefully, check it twice, and even then, when I get to the top, I'm just like. Well, I'm about to let go. And if I haven't clipped in, I guess that's the end. Oh. No, I think that's very valid. You definitely, do you guys do like, uh, you, do you check yeah. each other? Yeah, yeah, there's buddy checks and stuff. It's the kind of thing where you're like, I know that this is fine, but I've just let that little seed of doubt and that grows very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fear of death can do surprisingly things to you. Oh yeah, it can definitely like, if I got it wrong, if, if I got it right, fine. If I got it wrong, no. Yes. So one thing I've noticed you haven't put on your list uh-huh. so far, uh, is that you've put on underpants. Yeah, well, I've never forgotten oh, that. Oh. I've never forgotten underpants. Right, you say that until what happens the time you do. <laughs> Have I got pants on over time? Right. Now, this is this is something that I thought I've come a bit close to doing sometimes. I'm, I'm slightly concerned I'm going to do it one day, is that sometimes I will be getting dressed in the morning, about to go to work. I'm just like, do you know what? I've got a pair of shorts I want to wear, but they're not in my room. They're drying somewhere else in the house. 
So I'll do that later. So I basically, I basically, yeah, I basically get dressed and go, I'm just going to put my shorts on last. I've got my shoes on, got everything else. I'm going to the car. And for some reason, when I'm planning this, I always have the little worry. What if you forget when you're walking to the car to put your shorts on and you don't realize until you're in the office? Mm. I, I, Is that normal? <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. I have looked down to see if I'm wearing pants before. So I, I guess I can... I can see the validity of this. I've never forgotten. I'd like to think there are life checks, like you might feel the breeze on your legs or sitting in the car might, you know, be like, something feels different about this. Oh. Well, look, I've managed to get all the way to work before realizing I didn't have my wallet on me. That is not something I thought would happen anytime <laughs> soon. Do you? I just get there. I'm like, and I just go, what? Where's my wallet? Why is it not in my car? How did this happen? Someone's stolen it. It's the only explanation. Clearly, because it's always there and I always check for it. And if it's not in my pocket, I feel naked. But this, I managed to get all the way to work. And I was like, oh. How sorry. naked do you feel without a phone? Um, actually, less so recently. Uh -huh. Although I do notice it when I... So with my phone, I've been trying to get off it a bit more recently. I'm on, I'm on another one of the benders where I'm like, I've been on it too much, so I need to cut down everything else. So I've gone through like taking out a couple of things. Like, um, uh -huh. uh, I made it even, even harder to get on Facebook on it because I've realized that Facebook just sucks you in. You only go on to check a couple of things and it just draws you and draws you until you realize you're just checking it by yeah. habit. It's like that mirror in Harry so, Potter that once you look at it, it looks amazing, but then you get, you know, that you're there for days yeah. just transfixed in it. Yeah, it just sucks you in, all these things. So, um, so I, I've been doing things like leaving my phone on my desk and going and doing other things. So I'm feeling better without it, although I still notice when I try to take it out of my pocket, if it's not there, I'm like, oh, I didn't actually need to do that. And I feel slightly ashamed that I reached my phone by. Someone stolen my wallet and my phone. So I'm trying to change God damn it. Where are my car Have keys? you seen that? There was yeah, a Kickstarter for this. Uh, I think it's called the No Phone, not the iPhone, the No Phone. And it's shaped exactly and weighs exactly and feels exactly like a phone, but it doesn't work. So it's like a it's like a cigarette that you know isn't a cigarette. Just goes the oh, it's just like a, it's like a nicotine yeah. patch for your phone. I mean, you could just turn your phone off. Oh, but wow. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I think it sold a lot. Oh, yeah, I like that life checklist. I was, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, this is a really good idea, and then I managed to talk myself into thinking it's not a good idea because by its very nature, like check this for an, a specific event, great. You have a camping checklist and make sure you don't forget the pegs for your tent or the poles because if you forget those, you're in a mm -hmm. pretty bad place. But if you have a, just a life checklist where you're checking everything, by its very nature, it's going to get too Yeah, and big. you get dependent on it. So you're going to add all these little things on and then you're going to have to say, right, it's too big, so I need to make another checklist for the things that are really important. And then you'll forget a couple more things and you go, right, that was really important, I forgot it. I need to add that to the really important list. So all you're going to end up with is, yeah, uh -huh. check you have a master, master, master checklist and then a master, master, master checklist. So that's why I thought, no, I'm just going to stop this idea right here and I'm just going to not forget my passport. <laughs> <laughs> the one important thing, yep. And that's what they say about traveling, isn't it? Your passport and your credit card and anything else you can figure yeah, out. Yeah, I was just a bit annoyed because I've got into this habit where if I if I forget something, I forget something. As long as it's not something really important, I'm okay. And every now and then something else will happen, I go, and I forgot the really important thing. Anyway, how do you <laughs> keep yourself uh, organized? Has anything changed for... Your organizational life recently? Oh, yeah. We had this, uh, I'm not sure if you got this offer, but Google sent out this thing saying, hey, for anyone that's got a paid Google Drive subscription, did you get no, this email? No, I had this email. Maybe it was an Australian target thing. Okay. I it's, now feel upset and left out. Yeah. They gave out free Google Minis to anyone that was paying for Drive subscription. So, God damn. Yeah. So we got two of the buggers. And uh, being someone that um, hasn't really thought voice recognition was very good, like, Used to have one on the laptop back in the day, and I was like, "Oh, 
I like the idea of it doesn't really work. The phone's kind of okay, but it's a bit slow. This Google Home device is, uh, I'm impressed. And if they were trying to get a, you know, a free, what's it called when they sacrifice earning money on one product to get you in the, in the door? Lost leader. Yeah, lost leader. This is definitely one because it's, it has worked for us. Like it is so good. Do you have a home device? Like maybe not Google, but do you have uh, other stuff? No, I do not. I got very close to buying a HomePod at one point. Okay. But then the, the crippling cost is what stopped me from doing it. Well, this one is like the basic version. So it's not the good one, but it, it's quite cheap here. I think it's probably like 50. Well, it's not, I guess it's not cheap if you're not sure how good it is. It's, it's much more affordable than a 600 pounds. Oh, shit, yeah. Nearly thousand dollars. yeah, yeah. yeah. HomePod. You know, Apple have not quite worked out how to make that affordable yet. Well, they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, this thing, like, our favorite thing to do is like, it's it's like our secretary. Like, you just tell it, you don't even have to be nice to it. Like, I'll be working at home, like, it's all quiet, and I'll tell it something, and sometimes it doesn't hear, and you just get annoyed at, like, someone might be at a secretary. So you go, no, I didn't say that. Oh, you're doing this. But the good stuff it does is, like, you'd be laying in bed, and you're like, oh, I've got to set, a, set an alarm. And back in the day, you know, you'd have to get your alarm on the bed. So you have to hold the alarm button with one phone and then button and then adjust the minutes and the, and the hours. And it just takes a bit of time. And then you had the phone. You go, I just got to, you know, open the phone, set an alarm. But these days you've got to like unlock it, enter your code, hit menu, find the app. Like it's just too many buttons. You literally say to this thing, you say the command, which I won't say because it'll it'll fire up all the devices, but you just say set alarm. Oh, I'll say it. <laughs> you just say set alarm for, um, okay, Google set alarm for seven o'clock. Good. Phone's off. <laughs> but yeah, it just, um, it, you just yell it out from the bed. Like we're in apartments so probably people hear us like yelling out to it all the time. You're like, but uh, it's just fantastic. It says, okay, I've set it tomorrow. You could be cooking and you say like set a timer for, t- remind me in 10 minutes to turn the oven off. But it's, it's very smart. Like you, it's uh, better than the phone, I think, when you can ask more specific questions. You can be like, hey, if I, tomorrow if I'm you know, heading to this place in the city at, at 3 o'clock, how long is it going to take me to get there? Like You can be more conversational with it. And it goes, oh, it's going to take this long to get there right now if you travel. Would you like me to send it to your phone? And you're like, yep, send it to your phone. All navigation ready to go. It's, it's bloody smart. And of course, because it's Google, all the Google native apps, it's like very good at. So you can, you know, play any music that's linked to your account. You can play podcasts through it because it's also a speaker. I don't know. I really like it. And you're learning more and more things of what it can do. So any any Google search it can do, but it kind of figures out a um, an answer for you instead of just referring you to a page. But uh, exciting things, especially because Google's doing more uh, investment in audio. I just heard recently that they're going to be uh, indexing podcasts in their Google search. So soon it will be possible to search for something. And if someone's spoken about it on a podcast, it'll give you a snippet on the search results um, instead of just web pages. So, oh my God, that is going to take so yeah, much confusing power. They got it. They got all the machine learning, all the processing yeah. power. Like if anyone can do it, they've got it set up for it. Like they are the automation experts. Just think about the carbon footprint though. Like to do a single Google search already takes two really? kettles worth of power. Did not know that. Uh, that's, I mean, that number is uh-huh. uh, something I heard a long time ago. That's true. But when did, when did you last think but, about how much processing power that Google search took? Like it's not something that I, I understand what you're saying. There are, there are, you know, server farms and battery banks that are, that are running these things. But um, 
I don't know. It's an exciting voice future. So, so you're saying that the Google Home definitely has the Cope seal of approval? Yeah, 100%. I love it. Uh, you, you're learning things, learning things every day of what it can do. It's pretty cool. I'll have to, I'll have to tell you. And, and also, like, uh, I just dabbled in researching about this. But um, do you, you know about like text adventures back in the day? Like, uh, I know Kitchaka's Guide had one, but back in the day, you could it was either single player or they brought it to multiplayer, where you're it's like reading a story, but you can interact with it. Kind of like how was it Treasure Island, the game where you can you know search under here for this, find this, do this quest. Um, you could do that in text. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that was, yeah, a very early subgenre of the uh, RPG where they exactly. was all they really had available. Yeah. So people are making these for audio. So you could sit down and listen to the story being told to you, and it'll give you your options. And you could say like, ah, oh, um, search the room or pick up the thing, put it in my backpack. And you could have like a RPG audio adventure. I think that's that'd be, that'd be something that I'd really pay money for. That'd be great. I'm wondering if it's a good idea for me to have that when I'm driving. Yeah. Because it'd be great to pass time. That would be awesome for a long drive because it would probably really suck you in and you know the time would just fall yeah, it would away. Be. But it isn't you're also driving. <laughs> it is true. Like I wonder, yeah, I wonder what, what voice will um because they let you call at the moment, but will one day that be the equivalent of texting? Because not too long ago that was allowed. Maybe what? Hopefully by that point cars will be autonomous and then we won't have to worry about the SMS anymore because we just That's have true. To it might be perfect timing. That's true. Well, we've got uh, I got a few minutes left. Do you want to? Which one should we save? Which one should we try and do? Uh, I don't know. Should we? Um, do, you, do you want to give us time, or we'll play this song and hopefully the person editing can save the snippet? All right, here it goes. Weeks edition of real or not? Then <laughs> yeah, we just have to make the game real or not, unless we can get our our music maker to make other theme songs. Oh. That, was, that was sent in by Rast. I loved that when that came in. I wanted to keep it a secret for you. <laughs> I loved it. All right, so we've got ten questions here, and we're going to try and do it rapid fire. But uh, quite interesting fact: these are facts that I can't believe they're true, or they're not actually true. So. Uh, or real or not, they might say. Number one, hippopotamuses have pink milk. Real or not? Oh, well, hippopotamuses have a lot of pink bits. Like their lips are pink and stuff. And then when they turn over, they must be like really like pink. I reckon they're pretty good. I wouldn't, um, pink, what would, what would make it pink? I guess it moves high in, I don't know. True, I really want it to, I want pink milk. Correct. Do you think it would taste good? It is real. Pink do you milk. think pink hippopotamus milk would taste good or do you think it'd be like really... I don't think it would be like strawberry milk if that's what you're asking. It's... Um... Strawberry milk, I guess, yeah. All right, you're one for one. This is good. All right, number two. Farts, on average, leave your body at 60 kilometers an hour. 60? <laughs> real or not? <laughs> like, that sounds like there's something someone has somehow worked out some way to justify saying just so they can, because there's no way you can really like measure it to that point and say, look, this is going six months. True. Someone said, someone has written some paper about how this is true. Not 60, made that number up. But surprisingly, yeah. it is 11. So it is quite, someone has measured it. Someone has, someone has spent <laughs> yeah, A sneeze is faster, but a fart, unfortunately, is not as fast as what I thought it was. So you're probably not going to break my pants. But I love that someone did study that. 
it's at a pedestrian 11 kilometers, was it 11 kilometers an hour? Yep. Oh, well, I'm going to save that as a little icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, save that one in your, in your memory. <laughs> All right, you are one from two, 50-50. Number three. Not learning. Fish can cough. That is definitely, fu- oh, hang on, I've been done by this before. False, it must be, wait, cough. Now again, how are you, like, how are you defining cough? Because surely a cough comes from the lungs and fish don't have lungs. Well, see, a human, so, like, a human will yeah, cough quite loudly, but maybe a little goldfish, like, never know. <laughs> but is it like, <laughs> oh, a fish coughs, but it actually comes out of its gills and it's uh-huh. way of doing, like, like, this definitely sounds like a thing that someone, again, someone's, someone's done the homework uh-huh. for some reason. Or copes have made it up. Because there's a bunch of scientists just watching a goldfish tank, and they're like, "Did you see it? No, 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 I don't think that was a cough. I don't think so. Yes, it was." Right, I'm going to say this is not true. Fish cannot just fish can't cough. Eh, it's real. Oh no, man, I like this game. Yeah, apparently they can cough. I don't know what it looks like, but uh, apparently that's a thing. But they just can't. All right, this is going to be a bit hard because I hate double negatives, but I like wording it to confuse you. Kangaroos. It's not possible. For kangaroos to walk backwards. Uh, I've heard this, but I don't know if that means it's real or if it's just an old wives' tale that kangaroos can't walk backwards. They've got a pretty big tail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's true because I can't... Uh, think about it now. I can't imagine how a kangaroo would walk backwards unless it was using its hands. But is that walking or crawling? Mm. They'd be crawling. F- false. They can't do it. False. Correct. They cannot. Yeah, yeah that was just, I was just... Conferring the answer with your answer. Um, they can't, not true. Yes, you are correct that they cannot walk backwards. I guess like sharks, they cannot swim backwards, but kangaroos don't have gills. But yes, interesting, yeah. So surprise a kangaroo from behind and they won't be able to fight you. In a similar vein, I'm pretty sure cows cannot use staircases. I've heard this one. Cows can go up staircases but not down them. Man, you are good. That's the exact answer. I was trying to trick you with a half-half. But yeah, they can go up a staircase, but they can't go down. So who found out? There's this cow that's chasing someone. They like die hard. They went in the staircase, got them to the top, and then jumped out of the building and the you know, cow couldn't follow. That's such, a, sure. such a weird bit of trivia that. Like, I I'm sure it's like a farming tactic. Like you could probably lead them up to something up onto a platform. But just 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 yeah. to extend this point, that is something that is taking up valuable space in my head that I know that cows can walk upstairs and can't walk down them. Not only that, it is readily available for me to just pluck it out. Yeah, it was at the frontal vort- cortex of your brain. Yeah, you what knew that straight thing away. That did I learn that day that hasn't stuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Consult your checklist. I don't know. Exactly. All right, number six. You're going good. You've got uh, one, two, three so far. Okay, so you're more than 50% now. All right. You can cut a piece of cake into eight pieces with just three cuts. Real or not? Two, one, two, three. That's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I'm going to know your engineer brain. False. You can only get it into seven. Eh. Incorrect. You can. I had to Google it. If you cut once and then cut the other way and then you cut um, oh, horizontal through the cake. The two, and then you get mm-hmm. the two layers. Four, Interesting. Five, yeah, yeah. Four. four go. All right. That like I thought you might might you, you're good at tricky things. Yeah, I but I didn't. I had no idea. Triangle thing, and yeah, I could have just done it. Seven. 
<laughs> no, that thing, yeah. <laughs> I hate those puzzles. Because it's, yeah. Right. Number seven, snails never sleep. Real or not? This comes back to the coughing fish thing. Like, what do you mean a snail mm. never sleeps? Like, they don't move very fast. Like, how what? do you know it's sleeping or not? Or is it just stopped? You just watch it very carefully. But it could have just stopped. They don't move very far. <laughs> I move far. I don't know. Maybe you can do a time lapse, I'm guessing. So, uh, true. Snail, wait, which one was it? I'm going to say that snails can't sleep because, again, someone's done the research. Someone has spent valuable, you know, in research money on this. Mm-hmm. Could have gone to something. May, uh, maybe their argument was, oh, we don't know what it will unlock. No, we know what it will unlock. Nothing. We'll just know whether or not snails sleep. <laughs> yeah, money has been spent on these tests. That's a surprising thing. The answer is not. You, they actually can sleep up to three years at a time. That's not that's not sleeping. They've just turned like, oh. <laughs> they're dead. They're actually they're dead. dead. Their lifespan is less than three years. They're, they're dead. Hang on, wait. What that means is that someone was researching this for more than three years. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a long study. That's exactly Somebody right. made a career out of can snails sleep. <laughs> that's true. It's like a, a generational study case. Like, my dad's been studying this at uni and I'm studying it now. All right, number eight. Uh, I've stumped you, Will. You've only got three so far out of seven. All right, so uh, you can buy a pill that makes your poo smell like chocolate. Oh, no, I've heard ones, a lot of ones about poo where you like, you can have one that makes your poo green. Uh, it's got to eat lollies, green lollies. I, I mean, I'm guessing that they say it smells like chocolate, but you're like, hey, it doesn't really like, it doesn't taste if, like if, it. If, if, if I was, if you had a plate of chocolate and a plate of this poo, Mm-hmm. And you blindfold. I'm pretty sure I could still tell them apart. <laughs> you probably could, yeah. I mean, if you can make it um, taste like I, poo, that's impressive. But, but what, what what does that achieve? I don't know. Animals eat their poo. Why can't we? I mean, I make it smell. Maybe it's so that your farts don't smell so much. Although then, like, I mean, apart from, obviously part of the problem with farts is that they they smell unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But the other part of the problem is that people know you farted. Well, so if you're sat in an office and you go, hmm, chocolate, you don't go, oh, look at the EU stamp, you farted, it smells like chocolate. You go, why did you fart? That's now in my lungs. <laughs> it's like when you smell e-cigarettes and you're like, oh, it smells really good, but I'm just smelling someone's breath. How does that go? So if it smells yeah. like that smells like, oh, it's a fart. That's right. I just smelled in a fart. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't, I don't know if I'd be, feel more assaulted by smelling someone's fart or someone's vape if they both smell like <laughs> Yeah. What if you never knew? Would you still be? Because strawberries don't really like, smell like, you don't really smell strawberries like you smell the fragrance of strawberries. Yeah, that's like sickly sweet. Like when I smell someone's vape, I feel personally offended. However, when I smell someone's fart, I'm just like, that just wasn't necessary. Like you could have held it. I mean, I don't, but you know, they could have. Uh, wait, so it's my, uh, true. You can you can buy a pill that claims to make your poo smell like. Correct. It's by a French man. He's made called Luton Marlin. Apparently, it's called the Crafty Imp. So interesting. <laughs> All right. Question nine: A really smelly fart, but silent can wake someone up out of their sleep. So something smells so bad it can wake. Uh true. It must I um, I can see waking this up from a bad smell to me either okay. being the farter or the farty. Yeah. Not real. Apparently up. when you're sleeping you can't actually smell anything. Oh uh, no you shouldn't have told me this because I'm going to be trying it. He's going to leave the gas on while you go to sleep and see if you smell. <laughs> I wonder if you can smell carbon monoxide in your sleep. No, I'm going to just find something really brilliant. But 
Wait, no, hang on. You get woken up by the smell of breakfast. I'm sad that someone's making bacon. Yeah, you probably salmon. hear it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm going to have to try this now. I'm going to wave bacon under a sleeping person's face and see what happens. Mm. Interesting one, isn't oh, it? I, yeah. I, so, I, so if your partner's sleeping and you've got a fart, as long as you can do it silently, it's free game. You can do whatever you want. You can do it under their nose. <laughs> in that exactly, yeah. All right, question number 10. Eating an apple a day actually causes cancer. You don't think an apple a day keeps the doctor away? What's your source for this? Because if it's the Daily Mail, the answer is yes. <laughs> if it's today, tonight. Yeah, exactly. Which list is it on right now? Does it, does it, you know, does it cure high blood pressure or does it cause cancer? Mm-hmm. Along with- I'm going to say yes. Eating an apple. Every- Hang on. Apples are radioactive, aren't they? Are they? Just like sesame seeds as, as drugs. I think they're not, not, they're not as radioactive as bananas, but I think they're radioactive. Ooh. So yes, a constant supply of apples could potentially cause you to... If you live long enough, yes, you're going to get cancer. If you eat a lot of apples, you're probably going to, on average, live longer. So therefore, they're going to find, oh, look, a lot of people who ate a lot of apples also got a lot of cancer. Whereas all the people who didn't eat a lot of apples Died of heart disease instead. Therefore, apples give you cancer. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they found out just as they were they found out if um, fish can cough. They were just looking at it. Um, no, the answer is hopefully not. <laughs> From what I found out, but now that you said they're radioactive, maybe they do. Maybe I'll never eat an apple again. Maybe they're not radioactive. I mean, everything's radioactive a little bit, but maybe they're not noticeably radioactive like bananas are. Yes. So. Uh, that wraps up uh, real or not, is it real or not, not. Um, Interesting ones. I kind of uh, enjoyed doing research for that one. So hopefully uh, you're listening at home did better than Baxter, who scored abysmal three. Finally, you usually smash yeah, me, really on, on that one. me on these ones. I'm upset because of my low score and because the amount of time that was wasted on the... Like, <laughs> the facts. Oh. <laughs> can't... So to beat you, all I have to do is research to find out if they're actually true or not, as opposed to the towns where I had to Google Maps it in time to see if it was actually a place. And then you also have to like hope that they weren't an actual thing that you'd made up. Yeah, exactly. To be a real thing. Which happened. All right. I guess that's all we've got time for. That is all we got time for. Another another episode in the can. But uh, thanks for listening. Have you got a um? Have you? Oh, I should quickly mention just on the, on the end of the show, just a reminder about uh, because this month I'm just like promotion slut. But um, yeah, check out the uh, the Kickstarter if you haven't already. It's uh, cattexas.com forward slash Kickstarter. And uh, if you'd like more information about this this podcast and, and what we've got going on, head to puppiesandwatermelon.com. We've got a little form there. You can you can send us some questions or some some real or not games now that we have an official uh Music soundtrack. Did you uh the theme, the theme, theme music? I loved it. That was, that was a great theme song. I love the theme song. I just hate the <laughs> questions. <laughs> we can't change that. Um, have you got a quote to leave us out on? I, I do have a quote. I have, I have a lovely little quote from uh, the comedian Billy Connolly, which is that you should never trust a man who, when left alone with a tea cozy, doesn't try it on. Amen. If you give me a tea cozy, I don't even have to be alone. I'm trying it on. So if someone who is, if, if somebody doesn't have the, somebody's watching them and they're not going, I'm going to see if it fits. 
Something's wrong. Is it? Yeah, it's not very good for, I guess it's good for like under a cycling helmet, I guess, like, or if you're working at Subway, it might be actually practical. All right. Well, it was good chatting with you, Baxter. We've got a, uh, we have actually got one final song. It's, our, it's the final one from the EP from, from Scott Devonish. Um, this one's called Only Human. So, uh, Thanks, uh, thanks so much, Scott, for um, letting us play all the all your songs that you recorded, and uh, hopefully you record some more soon because um, enjoy listening to them. So uh, stay tuned for that after after the the credits, and uh, enjoy.
Stay.